Hey everyone, welcome to My King Ministries. This is our new podcast called KingCast. Happy and, uh, New Year. Yeah, my name's Barry. I'm with uh, my friend Colton and we're excited to get started with this episode one and we're looking forward to 2021. So we're going to be launching these weekly yeah, weekly podcast at a different stage than 2020 has been. 2020 has been kind of a little well, bit up and down, hasn't we it? We weren't on the stage. We were in the basement. <laughs> yeah. We were in the basement doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're actually just excited to get these going live. And we just want to set a new tone for 2021. And uh, yeah, so welcome. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's going to be great. I think um, this is a perfect thing to uh, listen to if you're in the gym working out, if you're a mom cleaning your kids' butts, if you're <laughs> sweeping the house, if you're going for a walk. Um, these are just, we are throwing these out there um, because first off, we love God. We love Jesus. We yep. love to talk about Him. And we all have questions. And so I'm, I'm excited, super excited in these upcoming weeks to just have some topics, hear what other people want to, to listen about, to yeah. and know about and grow in understanding more and be able to uh, chat some of those things sure, out with yeah. you, Mr. Send Barry. questions. And... <laughs> so this first one I'm kind of excited about. I was doing a little bit of Bible study this week and I was, you know, just, you know, searching the word power, which led me to the word victory. And I was just reading about victory and understanding, you know, that we are victorious in Christ. And I looked up the word victory in his e-dictionary, and it had all these different types of victories or titles for victory. Mm. And one of them was someone who is responsible for a win or someone who plays a win. And they're actually literally called the architect of victory. Mm. And I mean, of course, the first thing that hit my mind was Jesus, right? Yeah. The architect of victory, right? And that God and Jesus have this plan right from Genesis right through to the book of Revelations. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's going, that is unfolding even as we speak today, is unfolding on the earth. And this plan is, is going to be fulfilled. It doesn't matter what's going on in the earth today. It doesn't matter where, what the economic situation is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what Corona is doing. God has a plan and it's a better plan. And it is a plan for eternity. Mm. And we should all be excited about this plan. And so we know that this architect name is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, re I really like that word architect in, in terms of victory too. And it's interesting to think of an architect and the word victory together. Right. But when you actually start to dissect um, what an architect is and what they do and, and how they see the start all the way to the finish and, and the things in between and what needs to take place to make that look beautiful and what needs to take place yep. for that to be its strongest. Um, you actually do get a full picture that um, there, is, there is a plan There's in a, victory. Yep. And, it's, and every component of this plan is what do you want to call it, top notch or it's yeah. the best of the best. Yeah. Because the architect is always wanting the finished structure to be the best. Oh, and any architect who's yeah. building something, he wants his building or whatever he's doing to be known for the forever. Right. So And the architect's the one that pre plans it. They're the ones that design it. Yep. And then within that, there are different people who they do implement people yeah. into different, different spots. Different projects, different parts of it. Yeah. And when it's all said and done, the architect almost, well, he always takes the credit, look what I built. Yeah. <laughs> but all the other people are involved. And really, that's what God has a plan 
And it started in Genesis, really, chapter 3, yeah. right in the Garden of Eden, when yeah. Adam and Eve messed up, right? The Bible says that they sinned, right? And that um, that when they sinned, Jesus put the, or God, let me say God, put that plan into motion immediately. In Genesis 3.15, it says, uh, God says uh, to the devil, he said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. In other words, the, uh, God was saying, you know what, there's going to be this person that's going to come on the scene that's going to bruise your head. You might bruise his heel a little bit, right? Even with this coronavirus and churches being shut down. You might breathe, or you might uh, bruise his heel a little, but he's going to crush your head, mm-hmm. right? And so God began that plan right in Genesis. And then what I really like is what Jesus said when he was talking to Peter. Remember, he asked Peter, well, who do people say that I am? And, yeah. You know, and the disciples said, oh, you're one of the prophets, you're Elijah, you're this person, you're, you know, one of the, um, Jesus said to Peter, but who do you say I am? And Peter says, well, you are the Christ, mm-hmm. right? You are the Redeemer. Mm-hmm. You are our salvation. Mm-hmm. You are the one that was the Old Testament talked about, right? Yeah. And then Jesus said, upon this rock of revelation, Peter, that you understand who I am, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Mm -hmm. That's another key component to the the structure that God was building from Genesis to Matthew. And then I really like your translation in Revelations. It's kind of the finished product of, uh, um, of, of this structure. And I can't remember what chapter that was in. Yeah, uh, Revelations uh, 21. Right. Um, I'm going to read it from a different translation, actually. Um, And I heard a loud... This is Revelation 21, verse 3. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. So just bringing it back right from Genesis in the garden mm-hmm. where his desire was to be with Adam and dwell with his people. And then all of them. And he did it in the garden. He did it in Walked the garden. every day with them. Yeah. And then all the mayhem ensued and you get this, all these stories in the Bible and then you wrap it up in Revelations where God is saying, my plan is still to be with you. Yeah. And it's, we know it's not going to fail. We look through history, see everything that God has said. It's all fell into place, including Jesus. Yeah. Coming, being born of a virgin, right? Coming on the earth, mm-hmm. dying for our sins, mm-hmm. dying for mankind, becoming yeah. that perfect sacrifice. Because really, one of the main components of this structure or this church that God is building are you and me. Yeah. And people who are... Totally. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the whole architect thing Mm -hmm. of, um, like you said, like the architect, yes, he he envisions and he dreams it up and he knows from start to finish, um, but he isn't the guy throwing nails in the wood. He isn't the person designing each room after and what should go in each room and... um, but he's he's putting people in those spots so they can do that. And I think um, God does the exact same thing with us, where he he sets in forth, uh, he sets in motion um, his plan of his architect. And and uh, this is a verse I've, that we're probably going to hit multiple times on this podcast. And I think um, it just shows the role we play in God's plan. And that's 2 Corinthians 5.17, where it talks about us being a new creation or um, in Christ. And it says, now if anyone is 
folded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All this is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry mm -hmm. of reconciling mm -hmm. others to God. Yeah. This grand scheme of architect, there's he he can dream it all up. He knows what's going to happen, but then he pushes, he invites, not pushes, yeah. he invites <laughs> people into um, that plan. Mm -hmm. And actually needs them to exactly, a point yeah. to step out yeah. and 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 like that said to to be people that are reconciling the world back to God. So we play a part yeah. in the architect's plan. Sure, because if Jesus could have done it on his own, he would have took care of it in those thirty-three years. Yeah. Right now, of course, he's still working on it, but he's working through individuals. Mm. That's the ultimate plan. Can you imagine the devil's expression when he realized? that when he crucified Jesus, that now when the first disciple became born again, and then all of a sudden the 3,000 became yeah. born again, and then the 5,000, he just it just hit him, wait a minute, I made a whole bunch of little Jesuses. Yeah. They're running around all over the earth now. Yeah. They're going to walk in his authority, and they're going to do the things that he asked them to do. Yeah. Give me a shovel and some gloves. Yeah. <laughs> How do I get involved with the architect's plan? What are some key things that need to happen? First one is to become regenerated, like First or Second Corinthians uh, five seventeen says. Yeah. And that take them back to the Garden of Eden and says, you know, uh, when I, I, I kind of studied a little bit about, you know, the book of Genesis in the first three chapters when I was writing the book, The Beginning of the End of the Devil. And I was thinking about the garden and thinking about all these things. And some of these thoughts came, um, came to me. And I realized that Adam and Eve were spirit, soul, and body 100% in the garden. Mm. And I know that because the Bible says that they communed with God, they walked around with God, and that they basically didn't even know they were naked, mm -hmm. right? So they were spirit-led first, they were spirit people first, they had a soulish realm, and they had a body that allowed them to walk around in the garden. But when they messed up, when they sinned, you know what happened? It flipped them upside down. Now they became body, soul, and spirit. Mm. And so for the whole Old Testament, we have people that are body-driven first, yeah. right? They have a soul, which is their thinking, their intellectual realm, their reasoning, and their understanding. And then their spirits were weighed down in here, actually separated from God. Mm. And the whole plan, uh, uh, or the architect's plan was, yeah. I need to get Jesus on the scene, yeah. right? And so through the whole t Old Testament, that's just a time of preparation. Yeah. That's the time of preparing a culture so that Jesus could actually shed his blood. Right? Yeah, you actually see tons of foreshadowing through right. the Old Testament. And prophecies yeah. and all the things that were representing who was coming. That's why yeah. when Peter said, you're the Christ, yeah. he's saying, you're the guy the Old Testament talked about. Yeah. That's what he was really saying. And Jesus said, yeah, you have it. Uh, upon this rock yeah. of revelation, I'll build my church. And so you have that through the whole Old Testament. And then when the time came, right? And so when the time came, Jesus now causes us to be able to be new creatures, mm -hmm. new creations, of, you know, regenerated. Yeah. Jesus called being born again. What happens? It flips us back the right side up. We yeah. are now again spirit, soul, mm. and body. The only uh, thing 
that people have to understand is that we've lived in our body so long yeah. that it takes time or, or an understanding to people to understand, wait a minute, our spirits need to become more dominant yeah. like in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve didn't have to really even work at it because they were born, They're born into, into that, it. So yeah. they didn't understand it till they ate of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And when they ingested that fruit, they understood good and they understood evil. And what happened, it caused them to make choices. Or has the first thing is that people need to understand when they invite Jesus Christ into their life, yeah. or they make him the Lord alive, it's that switch. It flicks that switch and flips you back right side up again. Yeah. And this is where I feel like um, just in running house churches and, and stuff uh, with youth, mm -hmm. um, this is one of the most exciting points in a Christian's life. And for a Christian to actually witness is when you see that yeah. switch flipped and people are all of a sudden thinking from a spirit mindset. Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, and they're going, whoa, I've never known these things about myself mm -hmm. or about God or about this situation. Or read that in the Bible. Or read that in the Bible. And, and there's, my mind seems clearer and yeah. I, like, I'm not struggling with these things. You hear that a lot when people first come. Yeah into relationship with Jesus and it's, it's happened for me it's happened for yep. you the first day after it. I made that decision the day was brighter it, the day was brighter exactly <laughs> everything looked good I wasn't I, fear dropped off yeah and that's not a fake thing nope. that's not a false like wow you were just you're in that day the right music was playing yeah, yeah. and the right person said this no it was a real experience yep. you have but then like you said We've been feeding the flesh and the, and the normal body for so long that we then have to learn to feed the spirit. And it'll begin to dominate and begin to take its place. Yeah. So that now we can be part of building this church that, yeah. that, that's part of the big plan. That's yeah. part of the family throughout eternity in heaven. Um, you know, the, and then so we read scriptures, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? We read scriptures like we're more than conquerors and people like, oh, you guys are just faith people, right? Yeah, yeah. No, those are required for us to be able to fulfill each and every person's destiny. Like yeah. you said, there's so many different intricate parts of building the structure. That's why there's different giftings. Yeah. Right? You have plumbers and electricians, yeah. but then we also have different giftings. You have yeah. teachers, you have givers, you have yeah. hospitality, yeah. you have all these things. They're part of the workforce, if you want to call it the yeah. workforce, but part of yeah. the family workforce. To make the <laughs> to make the end image what it's supposed what to is, be. Yeah, exactly what the architects got planned. Yeah. Right? And the best part is, I mean, God is the architect. He's our father also, but he's also the architect in the sense he never fails. Mm. I mean, he knows all things. He's truth. I mean, it's going to happen. Right? I don't care what it looks like around us. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, people doubt, is Jesus coming back? Right? I have no doubts about it. Right? Yeah, I can see in the Bible where he came the first time. Yeah. Why would I doubt he can't come the second time? Yeah. Or he won't come the second time, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's so it's so cool. And then all the other components that each individual worker can get from the Word of God. I mean, there's the rest, there's the promises, mm -hmm. there's the peace and the joy. Mm -hmm. Right? About that in terms of a of a real architect. Right. And, and the workers go into a room while the architect's there to walk through what he is seeing and helping them um, implement that thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's how much more with God, who is the true architect, 
who's walking through every moment, every second, every minute, hour, month of life with us, helping us. What is the grace of God? I always say, well, the grace of God is the promises of God. That's really what it is. That's what grace is. Mm. Grace is the promises of God for salvation, the promises of God for protection, the promises of God for healing, the promises of God for a financial security. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things are all promises for God, are promises from God for the, uh, for the, for the, for the builders and the people who are working on the earth. Yeah. And I, I like Second Corinthians uh, chapter one verse twenty it says, "For all the promises of God are yes, and amen in Him, unto the glory of God by us." Mm. So sometimes people wonder, well, why does God give us all these promises, you know? And some people seem to walk in them easier than other people. And then people judge things according to how they walk in them. But it's all for the glory of God by us. So mm. we are the ones who are attracting more builders and more people mm. and more, well, let's just say. God through you, yeah. Yeah, family members, really. Yeah. And it's, so it's got to be through us. God is going to come out of this thing victorious. Yeah. This all came from the word victory. Yeah. <laughs> this whole discussion came from the word victory and we know uh, that God is always victorious mm -hmm. and whatever he's got planned and whatever's good. From Genesis to Revelations, we can see that God actually uh, has put the plan in place mm -hmm. and it has become fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like what you're saying about um, like the plan is in place. It's going to happen no matter what, mm -hmm. whether or not I'm in on it or I'm not in on it. Um, I think there's a cool uh, parable in the Bible, and I can't remember exactly where it's at right now, but it's talking about um, the workers, and the farmer comes, and he grabs a few workers in the morning, and they go out, and he grabs a few in the afternoon, grabs a few like an hour before the shift yeah. ends. Then at the end of all that, the farmer comes out, and he pays them all this same wage, starting with the person who showed up only for an hour, all the way to the person who's been there 10 hours. Gives them all the same wage. It's really amazing. Yeah, it doesn't um, matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what... doesn't matter where, where you, you are. are in life right now. Yeah, and, and as soon as you jump in, you get what the person who's been in it their whole life is yeah. getting. God doesn't have any favorites. He doesn't... Um, he just He's just happy yeah. you're in on the job. That's right. And so there is work to be done. And so if I could encourage you today, closing out... Um, what we've talked about from Genesis to Revelation is literally the picture of Jesus, of God, coming after you and, and inviting you into relationship with Him um, and through that giving you, something, help, giving you something to do that plays into the greater picture of humanity, of your world, of history. Yeah, and it always fits into where you are and what you're doing. Exactly. So, be blessed. Enjoy your day. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Smash the like button. And uh, follow us on all the social media platforms.